Undisputed Politics podcast is hosted by Robert Wilson Jr., a young black gay activist from the Mississippi Delta. He started this podcast to share his raw and unfiltered opinions on issues around the world. Grab a glass of wine. And, tune into the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or any other major streaming platforms. And, let's get into what's happening all around us. This show starts now. Um, you guys, this is my episode 13. Um, and if you've listened to a lot of my other episodes, you know, I usually spend a lot of time talking about politics and, and other different things. And um, on a recent episode, I did a social media hot topic. And I told you guys that we would start doing more, more conversations about just general things. And so that particular time, we, you know, we talked about the girl who came out and was talking all crazy about her baby daddy and McDonald's. But this time I wanted to have a conversation and I brought two of my friends on and we're just going to have like a general conversation on grief, education, sex, and just ha- how we handle relationships and, and just a lot of different things surrounding being a young person and navigating those things um, in today's society. And so I have with me my two best friends. Um, I met them in college and they're gonna be great for this conversation just because I met them in college Um, because they say you meet your your closest friends and your longest friends when you're in college. Um, And I truly believe that because you definitely, these, these are friends that I definitely have gone through a lot with and they know a lot about me and I know a lot about them and so, it's going to be a great conversation that I'm looking forward to. Um, and I'll let them kind of introduce themselves. Um, first, I have my friend, Maisha. Um, just kind of tell us, you know, a little bit about yourself. Of course, I just told them your name, but just tell them, you know, whatever you would like to, the audience to know about you. <laughs> Um, as Robert said, I am Maisha. I um, currently reside in Huntsville, Alabama. I am from Itzabina, Mississippi. I met uh, Robert during my time at the W. Um, and ever since then, we've pretty much been attached to the hip. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's pretty much it for me. Thanks. Thanks, and I'm so happy that you're joining me tonight. Um, and also, we have my other friend, Lexa, and I also met Lexa while we were in college. But I'll let her kind of introduce herself as well. Hey, y'all. So as Robert said, my name is Alexa. Um, I met him in college. One of the, I do agree. I have to agree with you when, it's, when you said that you meet some your your forever friends when you're in college, top tier. Everybody I, I met and that stuck with me through college, I'm still we still vibing. We're still there. Got y'all forever, 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 and always. Dang, can't see my other. Whatever. Um, I'm from a small <laughs> town called Roxy, Mississippi. Most people, when I say Roxy, they're like, "Who? What is that?" I'm like, "Exactly." Um, 
but most people don't know where they said if you know where natchez is then that's close it's about as close as it's gonna get but uh other than that i guess that's it that's our little spill <laughs> and for people who don't know um and who listening to this podcast i normally I go to, I went to the W and so I always have to like tell people when I say I went to the W, I had to make the disclaimer that men do go there because people are like, what are the, what's the W? Ain't that a woman's school? So yeah, men do go to the W. Um, and I did go to the W for like a year and a half, just about. Um, and it was a great experience. I didn't finish school and most people who listen to my podcast know that much. Um, but that was the first kind of educational experience I had when I left high school, um, which will kind of lead into our first topic, which is like education. And um, Maisha, um, um, she has a child, but me and Lexa, we, we don't have children, um, but we have a lot of nieces and nephews through our friends and through our family members. So, um, but from your perspective, Maisha, um, and people right now that are listening um, on this particular episode, I do. I currently am at home in quarantine with COVID. Um, so just, um, Maisha, what, what has been your experience, you know, battling um, with this pandemic and thinking about how your child is going to have to go to school and navigating those things? How has that been for you? Um, it has been quite difficult because um, now I have to worry about my child being in an environment for the first time with other kids and she's surrounded by pretty much everything like COVID, the stomach bug, strep throat. Um, she could pretty much catch anything. And so I'm like constantly um, giving my baby her multivitamins just to make sure that she doesn't catch anything. And so um, the school that she attends uh, currently, they are pushing the um, pre-K kids to get vaccinated. And I've been sitting and debating and um, praying about whether or not I wanna get my daughter vaccinated. And so I finally made the decision that I do plan to get her vaccinated and get myself vaccinated as well because I have yet to become vaccinated based off of, um, I guess, fear and like um, the influence of people. Like they were saying that they came up with the vaccine like so suddenly. And I guess I allowed that to influence me on not getting vaccinated, but I see that it is very important now because um, I'm a mom and I have a kid and I don't want my kid to ever suffer with COVID because I had it twice and I know it's a horrible, horrible experience to have, especially when you're not vaccinated. So I think it's very important for me and my child to get vaccinated. And I'm glad you brought up, you know, the whole vaccination thing, because if people back when I first started this season of my podcast, I think it was like the first or second episode of the season. People can go back and listen. If you listening to the show 
go back and listen to the first one or two episodes. And I remember talking about like the vaccines and I even ran a few ads about getting vaccinated and stuff. And, and I used to argue with people on Facebook and go all off on folks and stuff like that. But now I've just gotten to a point where I'm like, you know what? And, I, and at first I can say, and even, you know, as a friend, I can say I can apologize if, you know, if if you ever probably felt, I don't know if you ever did, but if you ever felt any type of way about any post that I made. Because it, there was a couple of times where I know I probably just was like, I know it was a couple of times where I went off on posts and was just like, y'all out here letting these people fool y'all, all this crazy talk about these vaccines, make up your own man and stuff like that. And now I, I kind of understand like a lot of people, a lot of people were just hesitant. A lot of people was just seeing a lot of the conspiracy theories that was going on on Facebook at the time. Um, uh, of course, we still had Donald Trump as president when the coronavirus was first came out. So, you know, it was a whole bunch of stuff dealing with all of that. And so I, I definitely can say I was probably one of those people that kind of drove people to probably not go get the vaccine because I was like, you need to get it. You know, I was jumping down people's throat and, you know, that's not necessarily the best way to get people to do things. Um, And so I, I want to bring Lexa in to kind of get, get her thoughts on I know at, at one point we we were all three of us was kind of like I don't know. I mean, I remember I had got I had got like both of my shots, and I think I was trying to get my booster. And I remember we was had we had this conversation about like the shots and different things like that. So, what are your thoughts on Alexa? Um, well, at first, at first, I was just like, no, nah, hell no, nah, I'm not doing it. It's a bunch of foolery. They came up with this too quick. They got all this other stuff running around here. That they ain't came up with nothing. But in a, within a year, one. And I don't even know if it was a whole year they come up with a vaccine for COVID. Mm-mm. I wasn't for it. I wasn't for it. And I'm going to be honest with you. The only reason I technically got it was because of the babies. Because, you know, my sister, she went into labor early, you know, she had them like a, what, like a month and something early. And for my nephews and the sake of my, my mother and grandmother, other than that, I wasn't going to do it. I was not going to do it. <laughs> I was like hard on it. Like, no, not at all. But I mean, I'm glad I, I got it because I, I can, I'm pretty sure that the reason why when I did have COVID, the reason why it didn't hit me so hard is because of the vaccine. So yeah, same, same here, because like I said, I'm battling COVID right now. And like the first few days, like this is my second time having COVID. The first time I had it in 2020 around about this same time, which is kind of ironic that COVID would like come around two years later in the same month. Um, but the first time I had it, it was pretty much, I had like a little slight, it was like a slight cold. I really didn't feel much. Um, I had like slight cough not too much a, a headache and there was like one or two days where it was like really rough where like you know I feel like I just had like an extreme cold for like two days but after that it was pretty okay um and this time it was um, I'm pretty much experiencing the same thing like Saturday and Sunday I was it was pretty rough and today I'm I feel a, li a little bit better um, I'm just starting to get my voice back. 
um I usually like I, I usually record my podcast episodes on like Monday, sometimes early Tuesday. Um, and so I'm recording this one on like late Tuesday because yesterday I, my voice was it was almost completely gone. And I, I for most people know I talk like somebody grandma. <laughs> and y'all can kind of test that. And y'all can turn y'all microphones off. <laughs> I mean, we having a conversation. And, and this is their first time being on the podcast, y'all, so excuse them. <laughs> Please do. Please. But yeah, like, but yeah, like y'all know, like this is my like this is my second time having and this time I feel way better than I did the last time because like the symptoms aren't as bad as it like they were the first time. But they weren't that bad the first time either. But this time it's just not that bad. Um, and so I I, I I I encourage people to get the vaccine. Um, if you, if people are listening and they haven't gotten it, I still encourage people to get it. But at this point, it's like it's like if you haven't gotten it, you're taking the big risk of you know your immune system might not be as as advanced as other people's. And if you get it and then you end up in the hospital or something like that, it's gonna be too late. Um, so that's why I encourage people to just weigh that risk. Like if you're willing to take that risk, then hey, I, I can't stop you from taking that risk. That's your life, live your life. But for me, right. I'm not willing to take that risk. So I went ahead and got my vaccines. I didn't get my booster, which I kind of regret now because I've caught COVID again. But I'm definitely once I get over this hump of COVID, I'm definitely gonna go get my booster to make sure that. I at least in the near future won't end up with COVID again. Um, another thing that has been kind of going on in the news that I think would be a great conversation for us to kind of talk about is like the recent, a lot of the shootings that have been happening. Um, for I live in Greenwood. Maisha um, used to live in Itabina. Alexa used to live down in south in the south parts southern parts of mississippi um but most towns in mississippi are smaller towns we only have like a few metro areas um so the towns aren't really as big as like a lot of the cities that you guys live in now um and i've lived in bigger cities as well when i lived in memphis for two years um but the dynamics of like living in a bigger city um kind of talk about you guys I want to kind of talk about y'all experience living in bigger cities and dealing with all of these shootings and different things that are happening lately um I know for me living in a small town I'm not as scared to go out and do things but I have a friend in Memphis and shout out to Montessa and she keeps trying to get me to come back to Memphis and I'm like girl I'm scared (laughs) I don't think I could do Memphis I'm I like, I, I am scared. Like uh-huh. that this morning, this morning is, I woke that, up. That's different. Yes, yeah, like this morning I woke up and I still listen to like Memphis news and stuff like that. And they had a shooting last night where like six people got shot at in front of like the Baptist hospital. And I'm like, at least they did it close to the hospital. That's bad to say, but at least they were close to a like people shooting in front of hospitals and stuff now, and that scares me. Um, 
And for me, like if people people that listen to my podcast know I'm a big, I hate guns. I hate guns. And like there are some black people who love their guns. There's some black people out here that and my friends aren't for people that's listening to the podcast, my friends aren't as radical as I am. So you know, I might go a little out here. They're not as radical as I am. But I don't like guns. I believe that they should. Take the damn Second Amendment and shove up their ass. Take everybody guns. Fuck yeah! <laughs> like if you can't find your hands, yeah. Like, well, I, I even, I even feel like you don't even need a gun. I even feel like you don't need a gun to go hunting. Well, like a bow and arrow. I'm yeah, like, but but you know if people. Let's think about America, baby. Like these people will bust your head up with a bow and arrow. Like for real, like it's not gonna change. It's not. It's not. I mean, but but it would. I I feel like it would change a lot. Like a lot of the mass shootings, for instance. Like yeah, it'll definitely slow it down because you're gonna be able to pop a lot of people with a with a bow and arrow. You go. It's you're not gonna have enough time. Like people, like these days, people are literally like. Like they're having these big old guns, and I'm like, baby, like this is not Iraq. This is not Ukraine. You're not in Russia somewhere. Like, come on now. You do not need no big old guns to go hunting. And you know, that's like a lot of the conversation in like politics and different things like that. You know, like for instance, people who on the Democratic side, like, oh, we don't need these big guns out here. People don't need big guns to go hunting. But then, you know, you got the people on the Republican side that's just like, Oh well, you know, Second Amendment. We can carry our guns, and if we let them take away the big guns, they're gonna try to take away all our guns. Which, for me, I personally wouldn't give a damn if they took all the guns. But you know, there are some people out there that's less conservative than me that feel like, oh well, we can just take some of them away. But I want them to take all of them away. So I wouldn't just be mad about it. But there are some people who, you know, that's the conversation. And I don't know. I, the I don't only really way, the only way that I would be like okay with that is if like they took, like you said, they actually took all guns because I'm not the biggest fan of them. I have issues, and me and guns, we don't get along. I'm not really terrified of them, but I want I want to get past that so I can have one for my protection because I'm at hop states. And I'm up here by myself, you know. But again, the only way, like they would have, like it would have, the world would have to be not even the world, but U.S. would have to be wiped clean with guns. It would be the only way that I feel like we would potentially be safe. But even then, there's still, if somebody really want to do something to you, they'll do something regardless, you know, weapon or not. They'll try exactly. It. And like, and like, that's something that I that I'm like. For me, that's like, like I said, living in a smaller town, it doesn't really bother me as much as it would, I guess, you guys, because y'all live in bigger towns where, you know, there's a lot going on. But being in the small town that I'm in, it's like, really, if you stay out of trouble and you just stay out of people's way, you pretty much good for the most part. I mean, there are instances where, you know, sometimes somebody innocent might get shot or something like that. But for the most part, if you just stay out of people's way and mind your business, you good. Um, and for me, like I try to keep things around my house. Like I got this big old baseball thing that my daddy bought me in case somebody ever busts up in here 
and you know i got cameras around my house and my cameras are visible with the like the led light on them so people know that it's a camera that way if anybody ever would try to rob my house like you know you're going to shoot the camera first or stuff like that so you know i keep things like that just to kind of keep me safe and i de- i definitely think that that's a conversation for younger people um that's our age when they're thinking about moving into bigger cities and different things like that like how are you going to protect yourself especially when you're like Alexa for instance you're you're really far from your family Ooh. I mean Maishi is too but you're like really far considering that you stay in the southern part of Mississippi um and so like right. if something was to ever happen to you it's like uh, that's a lot for your family to get all the way up there where you are um yeah and so I get I guess that, that that'll kind of lead me into my next topic. And so I'm take a quick break. Um and we'll be right back. Um and when we come back, I'm gonna kind of talk about mental health and the impact on mental health for um us young folks. So we'll be right back. Who was it, Donald? Who gave you up to the feds? Who squealed? Who told them what you kept in a safe at Mar-a-Lago? No, not that stuff. Disgusting. The classified documents. 15 boxes of top secret files. That's naughty, Donald. And illegal. You broke the law. No wonder the Department of Justice and the FBI came knocking. They're coming for you. But who leaked? Who sold you out? Was it Jared? Ungrateful. Ivanka? Backing away from you. Don Jr. Your own son. Eric? Do you even care? Melania? She wants to escape. Mark Meadows? Who did it? All your old Washington friends are talking to the 1-6 committee and the grand jury. They weren't your friends. Maybe it was someone closer. Who could it be? Someone you trusted. Betrayed. Now you're the first president to have his home raided by the FBI. This is your legacy. It's bad, Donald. Your father would be ashamed. And there's no one you can trust. No one. No one at all. There never was. Yeah, I got dreams to buy expensive things. And I know that he's out there. So as my I'm a keep up my fitness I'm a stop me a 
Have you lost your right to vote due to a criminal conviction? One in 10 people in Mississippi are unable to vote because of a felony conviction. In 2020, Mississippi had the second highest incarceration rate in the country, with members of the black community making up 60% of those who can't vote. But there are organizations fighting back. One Voice and Mississippi Votes are committed to helping people regain their voting rights. Call 1-888-601-8683 to take your power back. Everyone has something to say, a story to tell. We make it easy to share yours. So let's talk. Regardless of your podcast setup, hit record. And from there, whether your podcast reaches 10 people or 10 million, we can help you get heard wherever listeners are. And who knows, maybe even quit your day job. But no matter who hears you, it's about connecting and sharing something from your perspective. It's about having a voice and using it without anything standing in your way. Say it all with Anchor. Um, I'm, I hope you guys enjoyed that quick break. So we're back. Um, and um, this next portion I want to kind of talk about mental health. Um, and we kind of alluded to a little, little bit when um we talked about um when I kind of talked about Lexa and Maisha living so far away from their families and different things like that. And so I guess I want to talk about the experience of living away from your family and being in an area like you guys are living in bigger cities. And like I said, I've lived in a bigger city before and it was hard living away from my parents and specifically me because I'm a Taurus and I don't like to bother people. That's just me. I don't like to bother people. And I got the type of family that like to rub stuff in your face. And, you know, they don't really like they, they'll support you, but like if they give you money and different things like that, it's always, you know, oh, you remember when I gave you this or, you know, you sure you good living on your own because, you know, I have to help you sometimes. Things like that. So they'll bring it up and it, it'll make you just feel some kind of way. Um, and so that that's just a conversation I want to kind of have. And um, I'm going to have to edit this part. Um, I got 10 minutes on my little free Zoom. So if it could out, I'll send y'all a new link. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I'm too too cheap to pay for the the, the version that let me record unlimited. (laughs) I'm saying. I'm saying. I did play for Mm -mm. 
but kind of talk about what it's like living you know by by yourself and being so far away from your family I know it was really hard for me um either one of y'all could kind of jump in on that um I will say it was hard for me because um I am a single parent and so when I originally moved here I moved here in hopes that me and her father can co-parent successfully under one household turns out it didn't work out the way that we planned and so I pretty much had to figure out how I was going to do everything on my own like with no assistance and I'm used to having assistance from my mom and so I'm in a whole other state and I don't know anyone and I got to figure out what I'm gonna do about childcare, where I'm gonna live and um, where I'm gonna work and so Eventually, I made connections with certain people and I got employed and I ended up making connections with other people and found childcare and also I found a place to live. So everything was pretty much in line for me um, with the help of God, but uh, it was very hard. Like I went through um, a deep, dark depression to the point where I pretty much wanted to escape it all. Like I just wanted to fall off the greed of the earth pretty much. And um, I pretty much just prayed and I fast and I, worked to pretty much heal myself from the situation and I can only thank God for it but I mean I do have my days where I do get homesick and I do miss um having Robert in close proximity of me because I mean when I was in Itabina like I could pretty much call Robert like hey you got anything to do today like no well I need you to hop in the car with me we finna ride such 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 yeah and those were some fun times too (laughs) like I don't have anyone here to do that with currently and so I'm like making new friends and pretty much um meeting people and see how comfortable I could be with them and maybe I could like somewhat get the same thing back but I know I'm not gonna get the same thing back but like maybe a great day nobody can be like me (laughs) (laughs) but I'm glad you kind of alluded to it a little bit too um you're like we're from the we're from the south we're from the deep south so you know we're we're even though we may not be as religious as our our grandparents and different things like that um we're definitely religious Uh, specifically for me I, I don't go to church like my mama my mama go to church every Sunday she got to be at the Bible study she got to go to the choir day the usher day and everything else they go on at church I don't have to do that I go to my little services every once in a while on Sunday I might go to Bible study every once in a while um but living in that particular like living in that particular environment um, being that we're like I said from Mississippi and we're these religious families and different things like that um how how has it been for you I know for me um tying my mental health into like my religion is kind of hard almost because like I grew up where 
my family ain't really believe in all that stuff. Like, if you was telling them that you was depressed, my mom was just like, go pray about it. And so, like, how, how do y'all navigate that? Um, I didn't. It, mm, I might have to. It didn't. Because <laughs> I don't know how to explain it because it was not a thing. Like, when I say it's not a thing, like, not that it didn't exist, but at the same time, it didn't exist. Like, my mom didn't find out about the stuff that I was dealing with as a teen until of course I was in high school and something happened at the school and it triggered me and then everything just kind of spiraled or whatever you know that's when I started going to therapy and uh, all that good well counseling you know all that good stuff so I think if she would have known she definitely would have been open because my mom has always wanted to know like hey what's going on you good she always checked so I think if she would have known, you know, if I would have been open with her about it from jump, I'm pretty sure she would have accepted, you know, regardless to religion or not, she would have did what she had to do to, you know, make sure I was okay. So, And, and I'm, I'm the same way, um, particularly with my mom. We, we've gotten a better relationship now. Um, but like, growing up um obviously like people know I'm gay um and so like growing up me and my mama didn't have the best relationship because it was like she's overly religious she go to church all the time the church people telling her or even just me telling me and her that you ain't supposed to be gay and all of that good stuff and so like it was always uh I love my mama but it was always like a uh why she just won't let me be me? Oh, I feel like she hate me type of situation. And now that I've gotten older, I just understand that, you know, her being my mother and, you know, her believing what she believed, she just had this, what's the word? I, she loved me and she wanted, I feel like she wanted the best for me because she used to always say stuff like, you know, why you want to live this lifestyle? You know, people don't like gay folks and, you know, it ain't that God don't like that. And so I just feel like she always wanted the best for me. And she felt like me being gay was going to be something that would land me up dead or something. And, and I have those same concerns, but I feel like, you know, I'm my own person. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I have my own, I'm my own person. I have my own mental health to deal with and different things like that. So I just felt like as a pair, it's your job to support me and different things like that. Um, and so we have that relationship now um, where I feel like I can go talk to her about anything. Um, sometimes I might not get the, the response that I'm looking for because she is my mama. But I do feel like now that I've grown older, there are conversations I can have about depression and other different mental health things that may be going on with me that I can go talk to my parents about. Um, and that's just not, that's not, that's a conversation that a lot of young people have because it's like, like I said, in black families, ment black families, and particularly in the South, mental health is just not something that, you know, in our community, we take serious. So yeah, that's, how, that's my thoughts on that. Um, like I tell people all the time when I, 
one of the best decisions I made when it comes that I made when it comes down to my mental health was the fact that I did go to the W. Um, and I remember that one time when I got super depressed, and I know y'all remember when I got like super depressed, and I it was like after Hillary Clinton lost, I was like, I'm not going to class, I'm not doing nothing, I'm gonna sit in this room and I'm gonna cry. <laughs> and I stayed I in my that. room for like a few days and I cried and I was upset. I was like, I'm gonna kill myself. And then I just, being the fact that I went to a W, a school that really takes care of their students and really cares about their students' mental health and different things like that. Um, I, I, I went to the, help, to the, to the, whatever you want to call it. And I spoke to the counselor and she gave me some good stuff. And I said, I need to find her. I don't know where she is, but I need to find her <laughs> because I feel like I need her in my life right now. But she was really great, and I really what am thankful. About? That's just how I feel about, you know, the mental health of things, um, particularly, like I said, with us being young adults. There is so much going on with, young, with us being young adults. Um, and then, like you have the stuff going on with us having to pay back student loans and like like particularly with me, I wasn't even in school that long, and I got to pay back so much student loan. And right, then just me thinking about having to pay back so much student loan, I can only imagine the young people who have gone back to school and and all of that or whatever, and and actually gotten a degree and actually finished it and going back for grad school and different things like that. I can only imagine the debt that they are incurring with these student loans and different things like that. And so okay. mental health is definitely something that needs to be addressed when it comes down to Black people, and especially us, like I said, I'm young Black serious, people. Bro. They don't take it serious because the first thing, you know, like, I ain't, I know, I understand that my mom went through some things during her time and all that good stuff. Like, I get that, but things, stuff is different. Shit is so different now. Like, the first thing that, well, you don't know anything about da-da-da because this is what I went through type stuff. Like, I'm like, bro, this is not a competition. You're yeah, like, you I, went, I'm I had an older, I had an older auntie and she used to be in her 90s. And I will say she used to give great advice. But like one of the things that used to always bother me is like she would say things like, oh, well, like you didn't go through the Great Depression. You didn't go through, you know, the Civil Rights Movement. Baby, you know, stuff like that. And I'm like, well, I didn't. But at the same time, we didn't know the things that we know now. Right. Back then, like, you know, when it comes down to mental health and different things like that. And so like, Back then, y'all probably didn't know about depression. I mean, y'all probably knew about it, but it wasn't something that had been researched and studied and, and different things like that. That Now that it is, there are ways to treat it versus me just having to suffer through it. So right. that's just how I feel on that. Um, and then, you know, like, go ahead. <laughs> you go ahead. Oh, uh, like, I don't know. I just feel like when it comes down to that kind of stuff, sometimes it's striking nerve, but then at the same time, I try to understand, like, again, they came from a different time. And they, they each, I feel like each generation has its own battle, you know? And for the people that are like, 
the ones like for some people that were when we were in college, you know, and then there are those that I commend, you know, the ones that had to work while also putting themselves through college. I commend them for that. And it's the older people that'll be like, well, I had to take care of four kids, a husband, go to work and go to school. I'm like, okay, baby, that's cool. But you got to understand that this person ain't you. Everybody don't, everybody does not handle, you know, certain stresses. They don't handle it the same. Everybody can't balance it out the same. Some people balance it better than others, you know? So I just, I think a lot of it is they, when it comes down to it, I think a lot of them are looking for like gratification or something, some kind of acknowledgement, like saying, yay, you won, good job. <laughs> would you like a prize do you want a prize behind that you want a cookie like I, I hope i hope not because i have a lot of criticism for some of the ancestors and and you know so like, like i said i'm a pretty radical on my show and i don't like i i say all the time i don't care about being counseled i ain't trying to run president so i ain't trying to be nobody famous so i don't really Hello. care about all that council stuff so i say what the hell i want to say mm-hmm. and the ancestors it's some of the stuff that went on in the days that baby they would have to kill me (laughs) they would just have to kill me because it's just certain stuff that went on during the you know over the movements and different things that have happened that i wouldn't put up with and so listening to like a lot of the older people that made it through those times they like oh well we went through this i'm like yeah i know you did but i probably wouldn't make it Right, right. Cause I, I mean, I talked to my grandma about it. Cause she, she was. Cause I remember she told me she, she had to pick cotton at some point. So, like, when people of uh, of pale tone, when they be like, uh. Leave it in the past. Why do y'all keep dwelling on the past? It's the past. Da, da, da. I'm like, bro, I am what from my grandmother, I'm what a third generation? Yeah, because it's my grandma, my mom, and me. I'm the third generation. That's not that long ago. My grandmother is still kicking. She's still living her best life. What do you mean? Past? That woman is alive. She getting around better than I do. What do you mean? And like that, that's I'm glad you kind of brought that into like the conversation as well. Because, like, you know, my show, I talk a lot about politics and different things like that. And one of the things that I talked about on, like, my previous episode is, like, we're from Mississippi. And being that we're from Mississippi, I'm pretty sure you you know, just like I know, about, like, how how the criminal justice system and everything is in Mississippi. And mm-hmm. over, the, I've, I, over the last few episodes, I have caught a little flack from I'll say people who do activism work like I do because on my last few episodes I've been giving the opinion my opinion because it's my show and I'm gonna give my opinion but um the opinion that I have about this Carolyn Bryant situation is that Missy ain't gonna do shit like I just feel like they're not gonna arrest this lady and it's like it's like people get mad at me for saying that and I'm like you I I feel like people wasting their time 
Like mm-hmm. I feel like they wasted their time. <laughs> I feel like y'all, yeah, it's some, it's other stuff y'all could be focused on. Like we could be out here trying to register people to vote. We could be out here trying to get up the criminal, the the voter bill passed in Congress. We could be trying to get the George Floyd bills passed. All this other stuff. But instead, we out here trying to get this old ass lady arrested, and I just feel like she's not gonna get arrested. So it's like I feel like no, we're wasting our time. I don't think she is. I mean, she she gonna die anyway, but it it sucks. It's ass. It's really really ass. But I don't think they're gonna do anything simply because of how old she is, and also because she's white. And. And the reason why I kind of brought that up is because, like I said, to bring it, you know, bring it full circle with the conversation we were just just talking about, where you talked about, like, you know, your grandmother still being being alive, and and I have family members who are still alive who were around during those times, and so like a lot of the times when we talk about Black Lives Matter and all of these other things, people are always saying, well, you know, this ain't nineteen, but we have people still alive still like yep and it still occurs like it i can't forget something that my granddaddy and my aunties and all these people from that was alive back then alive. they they giving me the stories and when they giving me the story they telling me passionately about it and now you want me to just somehow wake up tomorrow and forget how y'all be my great auntie <laughs> like bro that's my mother's mom what do you mean like She's like it. It'd have been different if this was like I mean, well, it's, it, it still would hit the same. I still be mad about it. I don't like when people say that kind of stuff though, because what do you mean? The only reason why you want us to forget it is because your people are the one. That's why you want us to forget it, because oh, why y'all keep throwing it in our face? It was our ancestors. Yeah, but they should like, be held accountable. For that. Even like, though some of them still. Lie for it, but to, and to even bring this conversation more full circle, and, and this is also going to lead into the next conversation I want to talk about, which is sex and relationships. Um, mm. But like, <laughs> I saw a post on the other day on Twitter, and it was about it was like a man shared a post, and it was like a man, like another man. It was a, a post of another man and his kids, and the man, I guess the man has a white girlfriend. They had a um a, a the baby was not as melanated as him. And the conversation was about like, oh, well, look at how he, uh, that that good generation of melanation just gone down the drain. And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't get why people talk like that about other black people. Because one, I, I, me personally, people can love who they want to love. But then yeah. two, when we think about being African-American, and you're thinking about how a lot of the black family structure has come about. When you look down your family tree, at some point you're gonna see a slave master that was fucking on your great great auntie or your great grandmama or somebody. And you might yeah. have some some Caucasian cousins or you know, some Caucasian people in your family. Yeah. And so it's yeah. weird when I see people, you know, have these conversations and they be like, well. Oh well, you shouldn't date outside your race, and you shouldn't have all these mixed babies and different things. Stuff like that just is weird to me when I think about, like you know, 
the history of black people in this country and just you know like i said with us being african-americans like i would see understand if you know we came over here and we never you know engulfed ourselves in white culture and stuff like that but we mm-hmm. definitely engulfed ourselves in it, yeah Where'd like <laughs> i i could see i could understand you know if there's something that just you know over decades of mind training or however you want to put it black people oh you can't date outside your race but like having so many mixed people in the black race it's like i don't get how people do that how people talk about people like that um and so like i said that was gonna leave me go ahead i'm sorry my bad i'm sorry like i don't have personally i love a black man (laughs) although it's you know it's a little scarce out there you know I ain't came across the right black man you know because it's a lot going on because I'm convinced that they don't like women I'm just I'm just I'm convinced black men do not like black women I'm you know I could be wrong I mean, the way that they act I, I say it's about 70 30 you know 70, it's, 30. it's a little it's out there baby it is out there okay I'll but, give it a good 70 30 <laughs> At the end of the day, I still love the black man. No yeah. matter what, I still Ooh, yeah. love a baby. black man, baby. baby. God, God, God. Someone so But I said that to say, like, I've been asked before, why you ain't never dated a, a white guy before? And I'm just like, well, it just never happened. It was, it, it's not, it just never happened. I, you know, I just, it's not like I was just out there like, oh I want that one I want to try that one you know I was just if one came oh my, my way gosh. <laughs> you know I hold a conversation or something but if it didn't go any further then there was nothing else to it so I don't have anything against the next right you know there's no hatred or nothing like that no dislike I mean there's good and bad people in all races and let's just be real here you know what I'm yeah. gonna leave it alone yeah. but I was about to say like I because I, 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 I agree with I you like, to a certain extent, you know, because with white people, I just feel a different kind of way when it comes down to white people. I'll say that um, just particularly because it's like, I yeah, yeah, like everybody, there are, you know, good and bad people in every race. The people just, they're good and bad people in everything, like good and bad cops, good and bad right. teachers, everything. But I feel like with white people, you have to watch white people because even like the good white people, they, they, even, I'm gonna say it like this even good white people can be racist. Yeah. Because you can have the, you can be a good person, you believe in your God and all that good stuff, but sometimes racism can just be implicit. You might not understand, you know, some of the things that you might say might offend somebody. And it's the same thing with me being gay. Um, I don't really date I don't really like dating white men because I'm just not in the business of feeling like I got to train you on how to treat me and like a lot of white men that I have encountered they have a lot of implicit they like it's like they don't know some of the and some of them know now I'll say some of them do know that they being racist some of them do know but for the most part some of them don't understand you know some of the things that they do might be considered racist or like some of them don't really understand that some of the things that they might be doing might be cultural appropriation because like 
a lot of them like to steal stuff that black women do. Like they want to wear their nails a certain way. They want a yes girl and all of that. And they don't, that come from black women. Like, and so I just don't feel like I'm in the business of having to explain that to nobody. Um, I'm not, I'm not the Todrick Hall type. I, I don't feel like I got to kiss your ass and, and, mm-hmm. and, and groom you to know how to ha- act around my peoples. <laughs> but it's some people it's out there that do. They, they expect us to act accordingly, but then they don't put, they don't reciprocate. You know, we, we must act a certain way of a certain standard, a certain stature or whatever, but they don't. And I don't like how what their norm, I don't like how their norm is supposed to be our norm. How it's being forced to be our norm. Like who said, who who gave them that power to say that their norm is the right norm? You see what I'm saying? If that makes sense. Well, I'm I'm glad you, but before you alluded to that right there, I'm glad you did kind of talk about you know, black men liking, you know, not liking black women. Cause I do want to kind of, you know, go ahead into Come my on. conversation about sex a little bit. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, it, it is what it is. We all grow. We all have sex. <laughs> but like, I, I have, I don't want to, I don't want to fall in love with no white man. Me personally, to each his own. I don't want to marry no white man. If I come across one and we fall in love, I'm not opposed to it. But personally, I'm not seeking one out there like that. Now, I'm not opposed to people getting having interracial relationships, things like that. It is you like who you like. And if I come across somebody and I like them and we fall in love, I'm not going to be opposed to it. But I'm not seeking a white man. I'll say it like that. But I'm not gonna be opposed to, you know, because I have thought about it. I want to have sex with a white man. <laughs> like I just want to find me one, and I want to experience it. Y'all ever thought about that? Like y'all ever want to experience it? Uh, like I cannot because me neither. Like I thought about it, but I don't. I can't I don't do it. I, it's pink. I don't think right. I would like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know we grown, I know we grown and that's childish as hell to think, but bro, like, I just can't see myself doing that. Like, like I, where's the I color? I imagine like, it stands hard. <laughs> like, like, I'm sorry, like, the ones that I have seen, <laughs> it, they just, <sighs> you know, that, and I think that might be the problem, because I'm pretty sure, of course, they don't all look as well. They don't all look the same. <laughs> Almost, you know, there's, there's different shades, but the problem is how do I know, you know, before I get down there, am I going to have the right shade? Because if it's like extra pale or super pink, I'm not going to want to I mean, no, this is exposed I'm to my I'm sorry. This is exposed I'm to scared. my business a little bit, but I, I, I'd have some, well, people that don't know me, it is what it is. You know, I'm a verse. I, I like to, I like to poke, and sometimes, I, I, for the most part, I like to get poked. But see, every once in a while, I like to poke a little too. And so, I have had some, I have had some white 
um, so I'd have some ass, and it was from a white man. <laughs> but I haven't had no no white dangling, and so and so that's why you know, like I said, I I don't. I'm not seeking no white man to be in a relationship with. And like, that's a conversation too. Like us young people, you know, a lot, a lot of people be like this generation, this generation, that. But I feel like young, us younger people, we don't really go through full stages of like dating and all of that stuff. No. Like we, like our grandparents and stuff used to do. Um, we don't. Hoarding and, and so all like, that. When it come down to me, I'm just honest and upfront about what I want. Like, I'm not trying to be in no relationship with no white man, but like I am seeking, like you come give me a little dangling just so I can experience it, but nothing outside of that. <laughs> like we could be sneaky links or something like that. And, and like, I don't know. That's just how I feel about it. I don't know. You know, people had a different thoughts on things, but <laughs> that's just me. Um, and I'm glad I, I I'm glad I brought that up because I do want to talk about like you know this situation out of Oxford, Mississippi. I did talk about it on my last episode, and um, people rest in peace to Jay Lee. Um, they they they're saying he's passed away. Me personally, I do believe that he's passed away um, because I do believe that this young man. And I, I, I need to stop calling him a young man. Somebody, I need to figure out a better, better something to call him because he don't need to be no habit. young man. It's, that that punk. It's a habit. I, I'm a call him. A, I'm gonna do like T.S. Madison, that punk, because I'm just uh-huh. upset with the fact that how it all went down. Like, like the way it went down is very upsetting to me, and it triggers me every time I think about it. Um, I talked about it on my last episode, so I'm not gonna go into full a full whole backdrop or details of how you know the he supposed he allegedly killed the young man i gotta make sure i put allegedly i ain't trying to have him snatch my podcast from me y'all so gotta make sure i say allegedly (laughs) allegedly allegedly they saying he killed the young man and the way they saying that he did it, it it just has me triggered because i deal with dl men all the time and well i ain't gotta tell all my business but the person that I'm dealing with now is DL. And so, like, when I'm thinking about that, I'm thinking, you know, and I'm putting into perspective how they allegedly saying he killed this this young man. It just bothers me because it's like, you really killed this young man the way you killed him. Like, and then, like, from the messages that they have that they have shown us, it, it's not really anything that, sh- that they showing us that would, to me, that would give him a reason to do it. And that like I'm not gonna justify murdering somebody, but I don't see anything that would justify you killing this young man. I mean, if you want him to if he was gonna expose you, I mean I don't I don't even see that as a reason because it's like live your life, baby. Like it's 2022. They got a little murder all up on the peak on the on the TV at the P Valley cutting up for Uncle Clifford. Like live your life. Baby. Baby is there with kids, and y'all still running around here being scared for what? And that's what I'm saying. Like, live your life. <laughs> and so, and I get it. Like, I get it. Like the mental health, the mental health of it all, and all that good stuff. I get it. But like I said, it's like I just don't see it as a reason to kill nobody. Like, you know, 
I now I'm not gonna like I said I don't agree with violence and stuff like that, but I can see a man getting mad and you know you want to whoop somebody's ass, but going as far to like take somebody's life, I, I I don't I don't see that. Now I, I don't support nothing like that, and it, it bothers me and it triggers me real bad. But I did want to kind of get y'all thoughts on it, um, particularly because like I said we've had conversations about it, and I definitely want to hear y'all thoughts about it. Um, and relating it back to, like I said, the conversation with like sex and different things like that. And particularly because all three of us live by ourselves, you know, away from our families and different things like that. And so I ain't trying to tell about being, I know I have sneaky links over, but like, like what, like as young people, like dealing with y'all sneaky links and different things like that, like talk about the safety <laughs> aspects and how y'all feel about that type of stuff. Y'all know okay. what I'm trying to say. I don't want to tell y'all be y'all tell y'all be. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you, with y'all. Okay, when I first got up here, it was not the plan. Okay, when I was staying in my hotel room, it was not the plan, guys. But there was this one person. This one person. <laughs> You know, and so I was very trustworthy, obviously, because I invited him over. We hung out, went to the movies, da da da. You know, and he came back. He spent the night, a few nights. You know, we had a good time. It transitioned from the hotel to when I moved into my apartment, and he spent a few nights over here too. So I mean, should I have been a lot more? You know, like concerned and cautious about who I was dealing with yes of course but at the same time I felt safe and you know how sometimes you get around certain people and you like "Mm -mm, I don't really like it like you can feel it I felt safe like I've never every time I'm around him I've never felt as though I should be concerned about my safety because I, I know one he ain't gonna do nothing to me or in well, ain't no or, but and if we in public, I know he ain't gonna let nothing happen to me. So that's one of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. I ain't gonna feel too much, but you know, I just I mean, there's only uh, a few people that know where I stay. Everybody else don't nobody know where I stay. People don't but, know where I stay, and there's a we, reason behind it. We got my Isha over here being quiet. I guess she said she don't want to tell us that. <laughs> Just letting Lexa finish. I'm just saying, you know, I ain't really. I'm gonna leave. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I mean, for me, I'm I'm a little bit more scared now because I like I didn't caught COVID and I don't know where I caught it from, whether I caught it at work or not or however. But I don't know. Like when it comes down to being safe, I'm definitely safe when it comes down to by STDs and all that we you you gotta wrap it up over here like when you come over here you wrapping it up baby like I can't get pregnant but I ain't worried about getting pregnant (laughs) I worry about the monkey pox and all this other stuff so we definitely do our protections and things but like I don't have a gun and stuff so like I said I don't do guns and different things like that and so that's what I was referring to when I'm talking about like the the safety aspect of it and I'm glad Alexa kind of talked a little bit about it um but like, like was not. Like Don't that's be like me. <laughs> and that's definitely a conversation for like young people. Like we we have our sneaky links and stuff, but like 
for people that live alone, like, what are we supposed to do? Because I'm just scared. I got like me. I got I got knives. Yeah. Around. Okay. So you ain't gonna get too far. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You you ain't getting too far. Now, got booby traps set up in this bitch. Don't. (laughs) (laughs) You better say it like the baby. And plus, because I have a kid, like I don't feel comfortable just having my sneaky links like come through to my um apartment like where I live and so the I'm pretty much dating right now and so this is like the first person you could have been so <laughs> I'm trying to get like that yeah, but I mean I mean I think my sneaky link is in love with me but I'm I don't know I mean I I, sure. I don't know <laughs> I don't know I'm trying to be like y'all when I grow up. Right now. I mean, I don't know. Over the, la- over the last three weeks, I ain't snuck around with nobody but him, so. I mean, shit, why not? I guess. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. But I'm sorry to interrupt my issue. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, like, oh. Like, like, I don't know, like, I like sex. And I think a lot of young people in our generation, we not like our ancestors. This tie, this brings that whole conversation just full circle with why, how we even started this segment about, like, you know, our ancestors and different things like that. Um, and I just think our generation is different from in the past because we don't, we don't care about being public about sex. Like we don't care about nope. having conversations about sex and different things like that versus people let's talk about it. And our elders who like uh-uh, y'all don't need me talking about that, y'all don't need to be doing it. But I I mean if I'm it's a point of life. I'm gonna talk about it. <laughs> so that's how I feel about that. Um I, I love some sex, I'm gonna have some sex, <laughs> I'm gonna be sneaky with it, I'm gonna do <laughs> Behind closed doors, do it outside doors with the doors open, with the doors cocked to the side. I don't know. I sure do now. I ain't gonna lie about all that. I'm not gonna lie. Now, I'm not one. I'm not one of them people that like to get into the paddles and all that other stuff. But now that I I dibble and dab, you should try it. Now I got some. I got some. I was just about to say I got some friends that like I didn't want to tell your business. Listen, baby. One thing about it, two things for sure. Alexa ain't a shame to be a little poor, all right? Mm-hmm. I'm not a whole career, that rhyme, but still, I like what I like, and I'm okay with liking that because one of the the best things that I could have ever done for myself, on top of finding myself again and loving myself again, is finding out like really getting into, especially sexually, like what I like and what I don't like. Because beforehand. I would just kind of like take whatever was given. Now I'm just like, you gonna either do it this way or we're not doing it at all. Uh, period. You know, like I'm just saying because if if don't nobody like if you don't say nothing, they're gonna keep doing it the way that they do it, thinking that they're getting you where you need to be. And if they're not getting you where you need to be, then you're wasting your time, right? You're wasting time. Y'all could just sit around and watch TV or something. 
play the game or something. I mean, Ask each other me, questions. Me personally, I just I'm a mo I'm a be I think it's more because I'm like a I'm I'm an extreme Taurus. Like I'm not one of the, you know, on the fence Tauruses where I'm a, you know, some days I really am emotional and I give my, you know, I give to people and all that good stuff. I give my Taurus, like, you know, people know people who are Tauruses and we are emotional people, you know, we, we like to argue and all of that good stuff. And so I'm just one of those type of people where when it comes down to sex, I, I, I like romantic stuff, like, even if we're not in a relationship, I still want you to kiss all up on me and, you know, rub me a certain way and cuddle and all mm-hmm. of that. Even if we not, you know, trying to develop no relationship because I just like intimate sex. I don't, I don't know. I don't like to be smacked. It's, it's something and, about it. <laughs> it's something like, I don't, I don't want to be smacked and knocked upside my ass, man. <laughs> Well, hold up now, but wait, you can have intimate sex and still be in our conceptual ass, man. It's yeah. impossible. You just got to do it with the right person. Because I definitely, listen, there's a difference. I'm not going to sit here and say everybody I came across, right, I'm quote unquote, knocked down. I'm not going to sit here and say that I booked on all of them the same way. There's different levels, like you said, of intimacy to it. Like, for instance, this one that I'm dealing with, Lord, I can't believe I'm going to say this out here where these people can hear me say this. I'm a Lord. But I am addicted to this man. Okay. And I mean, every time we do something, he's adding another element to see like he, I, 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 first of all, before he started but adding see, like it, I'm saying, like with, my, ro- with my romantic sex, they can add a little something each time, but I just don't like to be, you know, I can get freaky, freaky. I just don't like to be hit. So like oh, I, I, gotta be I don't mind doing like balls and stuff and I said balls in my mouth, Lord Jesus. Ball game, but y'all ball know game. what I'm talking about. I, the gag balls and stuff like that. Ball like game. I don't mind, I don't mind doing trying stuff like that, but like I don't want no nigga hitting me upside my ass with no paddle because I know how I am. And if you hit me too hard, when we get done having sex, I'm gonna feel like you meant that shit. Like, hold up, baby. <laughs> like, you, you hit you hit me like, kind of hard while we was having sex, so you might be mad. Like, you you, you hit me for real that time. Like, I, knew right? that, I know that you hit me for real. Like, like, it was a little aggressive, so I'm trying to figure out what's going on. You bang? <laughs> like, is you bang? What I do? Like, I get, I get that. And that's, that's why you have safe words, and you got boundaries mm-hmm. let people know you have like when you do that kind of stuff you have to talk to someone you have to be like both of you have of course have to consent to it and then y'all gotta know you know like what you like what you're willing to do and what you're what lines are you willing to cross and what lines are you not yeah. like for instance i god damn it i can't really tell all my business tonight <laughs> <laughs> well we we only got a few more minutes before some four uh zoom clickers out here okay <laughs> okay, well, you know, there's a, de- a degrading um, a kink. And I kind of just a little bit. Like, I can take slut or hoe, but it's something about the word bitch that I'm just like, if you call me a bitch, I will, I will slap the fuck out you. Yes. I don't care what we do it. But slut and whore, I can take that. But bitch, I mean, it's, for it's me, just for something me, about that word. That being just, being that like, I'm gay. Being that I'm gay, I think my word is not not necessarily bitch or anything like that. 
and I'm scared to kind of say it on my podcast. I don't want to, I don't want them to take me off of Spotify and, and, and Apple. So the F word, I'm not gonna say it, but the okay. F word. Okay. I thought and like when I'm idea. when I'm fucking with a nigga and like they hit me with that that F word, I'd be like, oh hold up, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's something <laughs> about like it's just like why? Like that's how you it's like is that how you really feel about me? Like for real? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, like I I get that. Like, I promise you I do. Because I'll be ready to box. And that's how I feel about niggas when it be like the paddling and all that stuff. Like, I don't know. I just, but like you said, you know, we you have to get somebody that knows what they're like doing. So. Maybe one day I'll try. Any, first of all, if anybody is out there hitting you with a full swing without you saying that is what you want off top and not taking it easy on you, that is a problem. <laughs> they wanted to do that. They wanted to cause you that pain and not... And that's why I'm like, you know, if a nigga try me like that, I'd be a little like, excuse me? <laughs> like, hold up, baby. You he deserve it. You deserve it. Like, like, like excuse me? But um, we only have like a few more minutes left. Um, So I don't want to ask one last question. One oh, last question before we leave. You know, we got to get a little kinky before we leave. So how y'all like it? Do y'all like it? I, 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 how y'all like them? Like y'all, y'all like them long. Y'all like them with little girls. Like, <laughs> do you Ooh. like a big? Like, like I personally like mine. You know, it gotta be a little long. I don't really do the fat ones. I don't like the fat dinglings. I like them to be a little long. And, and I call them big because I don't call them cocks. The dick. I, I like, like that word. Be, I don't I like, like that word. I, I like, girl, like I can't stand it. When they be like the BBC, I'm like, that is disgusting. Okay, that is disgusting. <laughs> so how y'all like y'all? Big y'all like a big? How y'all like Ooh, baby? Listen, first thing first, I like my cervix. Okay, these 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 suckers run around with the big long longs. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's cool and it's cute to look at, but do you really think you could fit out it up in this? You have about five to seven centimeters, not centimeters, inches to the cervix. And you walking up around here with a good tenant? No. Who? Where? Where is that going? No. Y'all remember what, what movie was that? See, that, that, that that's, that's when you just suck the head. You just suck on the head. And, oh, that know, ain't enough, baby. You I, I like them when they young. Oh. I don't like them when they fat. I mean, I, okay, ten, ten is a lot. That's yeah. I mean, but I. That's I mean, but I mean, but you just suck the head. Listen, <laughs> but that ain't the only thing. Listen, listen, that's not the only place that's gonna go though, because he gonna want to go in there, and then I'm gonna only well, he, take about seven of that, and then he got, got he got three like inches seven left. Is big enough for me. He got three <laughs> inches left, and he gonna want to shove the last three up in there. Well, he could just my, uh-uh. He not finna come up in there and wreck my shit. No, mm. I mean, well, he could just stick the tip in. <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> not in my cervix. I mean, seven, eight, we could do seven, eight. And I do like a little girth, but you ain't got to be girth. But girth is nice. Yes. Nice to get for a grip. You know, it's nice. It's an Well, we all have our own preferences. And I want the people in the comments and, and the people that listen to the podcast, y'all come tell me how y'all like them. And so they're going to conclude our episode for today. Um, All right. Thank you guys again for tuning in to today's episode of The Undisputed Politics with Robert Wilson Jr. Coming to you from the Mississippi Delta, Greenwood, Mississippi. 
this concludes today's episode please continue streaming the show on apple google spotify and all of the other major streaming platforms and also join me in all of the conversations and discussions and all of the things on instagram facebook and twitter at re wilson jr as well as on instagram at the undisputed politics podcast thank you guys again have a good evening